What's the game-changing realization that helped you build a high-performing team? That question is at the center of every episode of the HR Impact Show. Every HR professional wants to build a team that has empowered managers, engaged employees, and an organization that's striving to become elite. The challenge is that you're often told to do more with less. We're gonna fix that. Every week, we will feature executive and senior HR leaders from across the country, and they will share with us their actionable insights and best practices that can help empower you to create an engaged elite workforce. Here's the show. How do you discover your team's superpowers and put them together to be able to work effectively? I'm CT, once again, co-founder of Engage Rocket. And to help us answer the question today in our studio, I'm very pleased to introduce Donna Gaucher. She's been the CHRO at multiple companies and held senior HR positions advising C-suite leaders on people and business strategy. She, within four years, helped a successful company grow from 1,000 employees to 7,500, conducting 29 integrations. But to tell us more about her experience, please welcome Donna. Hi, Donna. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you so much for having me, CT. It's a pleasure to be part of this. And I feel very honored to be able to share just a little bit of my experiences with you and to help other crows and vice presidents of HR as they are navigating the forward thinking and the movement of companies. And I have been able to do that. First of all, we talked about what kind of strengths are needed. So to let you know, I actually started with identifying the strengths of employees first by identifying strengths that are needed within the organization. Some of the, those particular things can be communications, problem-solving skills, planning, and project management. So the first thing you do for identifying superpowers is identifying what superpowers you need to grow your company. Maybe let's start there, Donna. Like, How did you go about figuring out that, number one, these superpowers existed, and then number two, did you use anything to codify them? I went originally to the organization, and as we started looking at strategy, we started saying, what are the qualities that are needed in your department? What are the qualities that are needed across the organization for it to be successful and to maintain its success? Because, for example, a startup company is going to need different superpowers than a company that needs to turn because it's having problems, which is different than someone who is a mature company and is just going up that ladder. So you work with your CEOs on that. You work with your other senior managers and you say what's needed. Everyone says communication is needed. If I'm in a manufacturing company and I'm working on a product line, maybe my superpower needs to be, I need to be detail oriented because I need to make sure that my quality is better than for that product that's coming off the line versus a salesperson who needs communication skills, right? So some of those things are identified first. And then you start with those particular five or six items and you start relating it back to your interviews. So as you're interviewing someone, the first thing I ask people in interviews is tell me about what you're curious about. I think one of the greatest superpowers any person can have is curiosity asking questions and how they got curious about things. If someone's not curious about how the company works, not curious about their job, not curious about the strengths that are needed. I'm curious how fast someone gets to the water cooler as well for their cup of water in the morning, but I'm also curious about how that applies, right? 
How does that apply yeah. to, to my day-to-day job? And then as you do that interview, you start engaging the individual as helping them identify their strengths, their superpowers. And skills and strengths really lie in what is that person's aptitude? The, the strength is what are they inclined to fall back on to be successful? And sometimes the skill that you've learned is not necessarily your strength. Maybe their strength is something totally different. Everybody has a strength. And so you engage that individual into identifying their individual strengths. And then you engage that individual as to how it it works in your workforce. And the reasons why you need to do that is it helps you create efficiencies. It helps create long-term success for the company. It helps create a culture of respect because now you're respecting each other's strengths. And then finally, when you're asking that individual, what is their strength? What is their aptitude? It falls into where is their desire? What keeps them there? And then that fills into their long-term goals. Those questions that you ask those individuals about their strengths is what have been their previous successes? What have been their previous accomplishments? And you will mostly find that most people's accomplishments and successes are a result of their strengths. Well, this reminds me of the strengths-based philosophy that the Gallup talks a lot about, where there is this idea of naturally recurring thoughts, feelings, and behaviors that can be productively applied. And I think they've identified Gallup Strengths Finder as 34 different themes. In your case, it's really interesting because you're finding a way to identify these strengths in the course of an interview, and I'm assuming that it's something that you can continually do uh, as a manager, as an HR business partner, as a CHRO, with your key talent, and to be able to develop them along those lines. How would you distinguish between what your superpowers are and what are the competencies that the business needs from the different roles? And you know, as roles change, as the business changes, do you find like that the needs of your team in terms of the inventory of superpowers that you have change as well. There's two areas you have to be really cautious of. One is that someone's superpower can also become their dark spot, if that makes sense. That they are Mm -hmm. so busy being the thinker, the planner, that they don't engage the rest of the team. So you have to encourage each other to build on their own superpowers and look at where each other's strengths are at. And you have to keep a a pulse of accountability for that. And that is where that that falls into all team building type concepts. I have Mm -hmm. to know how to build my team. I have to know how to reinforce both privately and publicly where people are doing well. I have to watch for individuals and their blind spots. And you have to be very intentional on following through on those areas that are needed. And as the company is growing, again, what you needed in the beginning may not be what I need now. So there's two ways to go about addressing that. And you have to figure out where that pivot point is going to be as a company. Am I going to continue to invest in someone's skills and strengths, which my answer is yes, you would continue to do that. And you continue to coach and provide mentors and leadership and what have you. Or are you in a spot where you need someone to just be a stabilizer in the company and just continue to use their superpowers? And that falls into individuals' needs, both on the job and both personally. There are people who come into our company who say to me, I'm going to be your steady Eddie. 
And you know what? That's a superpower in and of itself. They're not trying to move the company along. They're trying to provide a consistent performance for the company and they will move with you as you move them along. It's nurturing all of those abilities. It's nurturing the powers through your meetings. It's looking for where the empty areas are going to be. And your employees usually bring that to you. They say, look, we are stuck at such and such point. We don't know how to handle this. When you start getting questions, does that mean you infuse somebody from the outside, a consultant? Do you provide someone new? Or as you have natural attrition, and it occurs in every company, do you then hire for that next skill up? Philosophically and, and theoretically, everything that you mentioned makes a lot of sense. Is there a team that comes to mind immediately for you in the recent past or in recent memory where you've had to adjust the composition of superpowers on that team? How, how did you go about doing that? Actually, it occurred in every single company that I've ever been in. I've had to do that in all the companies, and I've done it a variety of ways. In some companies, I've actually compartmentalized and become much more functionally HR. So I became very functionally oriented and began moving people into just benefits, just employee relations, just recruiting, just those areas, and made sure that I had a really strong skill sets and all of that as we grew, because I needed redundancy and skill because of the size and scope of the companies. In other companies, what I did is I actually became more generalized because I tried to mimic what some of the other departments were doing. And I let people know you have enough depth. Now we have to give you more breath. And so I forced people to learn more of those skills across the board. When you're taking the strengths, what you start doing is you start maximizing on those strengths. So I had some people who were really good thought leaders and could say, this is what we're seeing. I had other people who were extremely good at planning. So I put planning into kind of their scope and, and we found that we were successful. Did you find that when there were mismatches with the superpowers and the strengths of the team with what was needed, was it easier to train up some of the superpowers or the strengths that were deficient? Or was it easier to switch out people in the team with others who had the necessary superpowers? How do you go about managing that? I was very upfront with individuals as to what was needed. I was very upfront with individuals about deficiencies that were occurring. And again, that comes down to all of that data, feedback, metrics, where you're meeting, where you're not meeting. And it also came down to having some of the hardcore questions about, is there something personal happening where you're deficient right now and you seem to have lost interest or lost, I don't want to say skill because it's not skill, but you've lost strength. So what's going on with you personally? And there's no easy answer to that. It's occurred both ways. Sometimes mm -hmm. I've switched people out and sometimes I was able to, someone would just say, I don't know what I don't know in this area and I need help in building my strength to be even higher in that area. But the flip side to that is, is that comes back down to, we talked at the very top of this hour about curiosity. And I really put the burden on the employees to tell me, what are they curious about? What do they want to know about? What are they learning on their own? What do they need help from me to learn? One of my strengths is that I have 
a great propensity to explain the why things are happening. And I can coach people into understanding why the decisions are being made that are made. And so they can begin asking the hard questions as to where does this fit for me? As I said, the biggest caution you always have to have is it's always about open communication. And if someone is blindsided, surprised, then that's where I didn't do my job. And I didn't help Mm -hmm. them with their strengths. Or I can say to them, your strength isn't needed here. Or this is not the position that you should be using your skill in because we don't have that opening for you. Wow. It's been a great conversation so far. Make sure you join the HR Impact community where we gather a community of HR leaders just like you. This is a space where top people leaders share actionable insights and practical playbooks. Sign up today as a member for the community. Get updates on the latest HR resources and exclusive event invites. You can join the community at www.engagerocket.co slash HR impact. And now back to the show. Do you find it helpful to use almost like off the shelf kind of assessment tools to identify these strengths or there's Enneagram, there's even MBTI, Strengths Finder, there's a ton of them. Or do you feel like it is more helpful actually to have a more bespoke approach to the needs of the team? and then build out the competencies and the skills inventories from there. And my experience has been what I've used in, in with my senior team members for us to understand how we can communicate and understand each other's strengths is we've used the formalized tests. We've used the Hogan's, we've used the Firos, we've used DISCs. I've used all of those in my career over the years. So I use that usually with the senior team level. And I use that as a baseline for what's going to be needed with the employees. And from an employee standpoint, and because of cost purposes, I just use it as a guide. And then I go ahead and start talking to the employees about what's needed and and start building that and use a more intuitive approach. There are some companies that have been very seniored or very seasoned employees, I should say, that use testing regularly. And I don't have a bias really one way or the other as to whether or not they should use it with their employees. But I think where it's most needed is when you need really collaborative teams. I don't necessarily need to do a DISC and I don't need to do a Hogan for someone who's on a manufacturing line. But I've used it where there's a need for large projects and I need to understand how the teams are going to mesh. If I'm getting you correctly, there's a cost element to this for some of the -the off-the-shelf type assessments and tests. But at the same time, if you're a team manager, regardless of whether you're managing a team on the assembly line or whether you're on the C-suite, you need some kind of a language to talk about these strengths and superpowers. What the -the off-the-shelf tools give you is a ready language that's easy to use or, or rather something that you can train everybody around. But if you build your own that can work for that team as long as you're clear about what each particular superpower is. It really comes down to developing feedback and metrics, right? How do you feed this back? How do you give people back information that says, this is not working? I remember saying to one one individual in one of my companies, she was in the recruiting area and she came to me and she said, I just hate recruiting. And I'm like, why are you in this area? And she said, because that was my entry point into my job. And so I've always stayed in this area. And when I moved her into employee relations and she was a great speaker 
And she was a great listener and she was very intuitive and was a, and just created this entire culture of respect. We found that our employee relations issues went down phenomenally because people felt that they had someone who listened, who understood, and who could help coach managers back to what needed to be done. And she was a phenomenal managerial coach. And if we hadn't talked about her superpowers and where she was and wasn't progressing in the recruitment realm, I would have never known that. Donna, I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you to break everything that you've said down into some kind of framework that our listeners can take away from this conversation. Ideally, something that you put on a bumper sticker and you can get started (laughs) with this process and this approach tomorrow, ideally, or today. The first thing you need to do is you need to identify the simple superpowers and strengths that are needed on your team and interview for them. And then as a result of that, you need to engage your employees in talking about their strengths, identifying their strengths, and having those conversations that will help them match their strengths to the organization. And then you give assignments accordingly, and you assign the responsibilities accordingly to that. And then the next thing I think you need to do with all of this information is you need to reinforce when you see people using their superpowers, and privately, you need to course correct when people are not using their superpowers or they're abusing their superpowers with others and not helping others grow. And then watch for the blind spots and watch for the new black holes that are going to be occurring as your company grows, as it changes with its own life cycle, and then begin to start all over again by identifying new strengths that are needed within your organization and repeat the process. I'm going to repeat that and summarize it for the listeners. So basically, it's a cycle. You start identifying the strengths that you need in the team, build those conversations around those strengths match the right people with those superpowers to the right assignments, reinforce it by recognizing the use of these superpowers publicly, course correcting when their dark side of these superpowers surface privately, and then rinse and repeat once things change, re-identify strengths and reaffirm them. Thank you so much for sharing that, Donna. If people want to find you, what's the best way for them to go about doing so? I'm on LinkedIn under Donna Gaucher, under my name. I ask that you at least drop me a note and let me know that you heard of me through the Engage Rocket podcast so that I just don't know that I have just random people responding. That's perfect. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today, Donna. For those of you who are listening, I hope you enjoyed the show and had some good takeaways for building superpowers in your teams. Make sure you drop us a review and tune in the next time on the HR Impact Show where we'll have another great leader sharing with us their best practices in building an elite team. Thanks for listening to this episode of the HR Impact Show. We hope you liked the conversation. Don't forget to continue supporting us by joining the HR Impact community. You can find the community at www.engagerocket.co slash HR Impact. Tune in next time where we'll have another guest who's going to share with us the game-changing insights that help them build high-performing teams.